0: What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Souls, speaking with you now. I got the honor and privilege of talking to a rising star, the uh, wheel in the middle of the wheel, somebody in the film industry that is not only writing scripts. She's writing plans. She's writing strategies. She's writing, I would say, uh, a drama about pulling resources together in the African-American community in her area so that people who want to get involved in film can go to this one-stop shop and find resources like sets, you know, equipment, you know, expertise, things of that sort. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Shima Jones. How you doing, Ms. Jones?
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. So thank you for having <laughs> me on. That was an amazing introduction i want to say thank you appreciate that
0: righteousness righteousness now i'm going to talk about film but i'm going to do it in my own way you know how to make macaroni and cheese
1: my fiance does
0: okay (laughs) how does your fiance make macaroni and cheese
1: layers it's all about the layers
0: okay so does he like boil the noodles and then sprinkle shredded cheese on it yep oh man
1: yep it's homemade it's for sure homemade it's not out the box
0: so, so my daughter, uh, she, you know, I told her I'm gonna make macaroni and cheese, and so she said, "Okay, Daddy, let me let me make the roux first Hey, you know what I mean? Because if you make the roux, that cream, it's, I mean, yep, the heavy cream you can't you can't mess it up too much. Yeah. So there's different ways to make macaroni and cheese. You know, I'm not Absolutely. gonna say there's an orthodox way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know, I used to do the sprinkle method. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Till my my kids came of age, and they was like, "Daddy, <laughs> can we show you?" You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So people might think all it takes is just a camera and some enthusiasm to make Mm -hmm. a film. Can you go into some of the process of, 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 of making films? I mean, with the Internet and a smartphone, is that all it takes? Does it take a little bit more expertise? Shima, talk to us.
1: You know, I hear people say, oh, you can just grab a camera and just like, you know, shoot this and shoot that. Or even when it comes to writing, I hear A lot of different things that people say about how you write something. Some people have that thing of, oh, just write every day, just whenever you get a moment. And I don't know. I think I want to say it's just like with the macaroni and cheese. I think everybody has their own unique way of doing something. And for me, even when it comes down to writing, I feel, oh, I found out (laughs) I'm I'm only in a place where I can write when there's a purpose or an intent for what I'm writing. So it's almost as if nothing comes to me or like it's like a drought of writing. If I don't have a purpose or intent for it, meaning, I don't know, a contest or, you know, rather a screenwriting contest or um, to put it into film, to turn it into something, to it's only written. it only comes to me. And I believe for me, it's channel from God, but it only comes to me if there's a purpose or intent behind it. So even when it comes to creating a film, as you're saying there, I'm about quality. So. To get quality, I believe it takes a certain expertise. It takes a certain patience. It takes a certain um, tenacity, if you will, you know, a certain attention to detail. And so I, I can't just say, oh, yeah, you can just pick up a camera and then you're going you're to have the greatest film or just keep practice, practice, practice. I, I didn't practice, practice, practice screenwriting. You know, <laughs> one of my first shorts that I wrote, um, the first one that I wrote personally written out won an award. Wow! You know, and I wrote it in a couple hours overnight, and I turned it in at the lat the late deadline. Okay. And I was actually contacted for that. It was a uh, the film festival. One of the directors went on my website and just saw my website. It didn't have anything about me writing per se. There was no um, example of a script. You know, he just said, "Oh, based on your you know your website, I think maybe you would want to enter this contest." And so I did. And then in 2014, the Nashville um, Film Festival in Tennessee. Uh, my script one in the sci-fi category,
0: you wow. know, so. So the game came yeah. to you.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's my thing. I think well, they say Steve Martin said, but I don't know who said it. But it says um, to be so good, they can't ignore you. Wow. And then when I was a little kid, this movie called Field of Dreams, I've always remembered the line where they say, if you build it, they will come. Hmm. And that has just always stuck with me. So maybe, you know, it's probably guiding light for
0: me you okay, know okay okay so you said that you wrote this uh this this play this film and it immediately garnered some some praise what was mm-hmm. the journey like did you feel like I just got it like that and you just made films oh. so sporadically was there like a lot of trial and error involved to get to where you are now
1: yeah um definitely a lot of patience man a lot of patience um that was in 2014 when I wrote that um no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the beginning of that year in 2014 when I wrote that. And then by the middle of that year, I went to Texas for a month. Um, I was cast in another short 48-hour film festival. And then that's this one guy that was there, right? I mean, he was amazing. He, like, he was the director. He was the casting director. He brought his team together. I was there in that environment, and it turned, it flicked a light on. It, it did something to me. By the time I got back to Los Angeles, um, by the, about around fall or summer of the it's fall, around fall, one of the, another short I was, I co-starred and while well, I started actually I started in that short, it got picked up at a film festival. I was there another moment of inspiration. I'm seeing all these short films being played around me. You know, I'm in, engulfed in this. So I get on a plane and I'm coming home. I have a layover in Denver and I call my mom and I'm like, mom, I got to write a short. And I had just got out of a bad relationship, a marriage, actually. Um, mm. it was full of uh, domestic violence. Oh, I'm sorry. And so um, oh thank you. It, I'm I'm blessed to be, you know, where I am now from that situation. But calling mom, like, mom, I gotta write a short, right? And she was like, um, okay, baby, well just uh just do it. And I was like, okay. It's like I got the okay. And on that plane ride, it was two hours, I wrote a short called A Love Undefined. And so, um, from there, it was just like a lot of snags. I mean, anything that could possibly go wrong went wrong from writing it to the full completion of it by the next year of like shooting it and, you know, the cast and the crew and everything. It flowed a little bit, but there were definitely a lot of snags. And that was my first time doing my own short, like literally producing it. You know, I wrote it and pulling everybody together and, um, But that one thought though came from it was so yeah it was never a moment of my mind like oh my god yes I wrote this short I'm I'm the ish you know yeah Mm -hmm. I can just do anything I want to do no life had to occur first like I had to go through certain things and find understanding within myself to even draw out this person in me you know that I was designed to be from a little girl I've always wanted to act and sing and dance that was my thing like. What, the bodyguard, <laughs> Whitney Houston? I knew mm-hmm. I was going to be Rachel Maron. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. You're going way <laughs> growing back. Up.
1: Yeah. You know, I was signed to 10 to an agency mm-hmm. um, doing film and everything, you know, just mainly was commercials and a couple of spots on TV, but it was nothing like what I was able to accomplish or become over time, you know, again, with a little <clears> bit of life.
0: So let me ask you this. Is it different parts of your brain? that you engage in when you write and when you direct and then the produce the production and then then you act in it. is it different parts of your brain is it the all all the same or what
1: I think it's um for sure I know it's, it's God I'm I'm a I'm a spiritual person not necessarily re- religion,
0: religious See, I noticed but. that in your in that one film that you got on YouTube mm-hmm. I watched it once and mm-hmm. I was like oh god you know what I mean kind of thing. <laughs> I It was like it was like yeah. The end of uh, Malcolm X, you know, uh, Spike Lee. I could yeah. only watch it once. I was yeah, like hurt. Okay. I was like, goddamn, you know, what I mean? Where that yeah. guy at, you know, what I mean, kind of thing. So, right. um, so is this like a, one? Is it different parts of your brain? Two, it sounds like this is cathartic. Like you are, you know, cleansing. You know, and this is like the method. Is am I way off on that or no?
1: you're on point that that piece for sure i feel like i've written my feature prior to that short Uh but for some reason and that was right after that relationship and for some reason i could not move forward without that piece of me being released and then that was a piece of my truth that film i love undefined is a it's like a fraction of what what occurred in that relationship Mm -hmm. and so it's so funny you say the cleansing part and we'll get back to the brain yeah um during we found we filmed that in two days by the way we shot that in two days and uh over the weekend and by that that second day where that was that scene you know that i'm sure that we're we're talking about Uh um it happened i really that was the release in that bathroom like Mm. in that bathroom they shot over 30 to 40 minutes of footage because
0: i'm gonna tell you that hurt that yeah. hurt the, the hell out of me. It, now I didn't see the movie Precious. My daughter uh-huh. saw it, but uh, I yeah. remember seeing an interview with um, what's the comedian who played the Monique. mom, Monique. Monique, she said that you know she had kind of used that. It was one scene where she kind of just, yeah. I don't know, just tore up the place or whatever, and she was using some kind of painful moment in her past. I even remember hearing um, was it Martin Sheen? I think Martin Sheen when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing in some some movie, and uh, his father had passed um, during. I think it was before the film was being made or during production, and he never mourned. Mm. And he needed something for this particular scene, and he tapped into that. Right. So is that what you're doing? You're using your pain as fuel? I mean,
1: that's an alchemy right actors, there. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of actors say that too, like the using your pain. But for some reason, like in that moment. I don't even think I tapped into using the pain. The pain came forward and it was more so of like um again it, we, what you said about cleansing. It was a moment of I was literally I wrote it, but when you when you went when I went to act it out if you will or perform it, it was just it's just real. I was just in that bathroom by myself. There was no cameras. You know, there mm. was not I was in that moment of asking for help. I was Mm -hmm. asking for release. I was asking for this moving forward step, you know, this motion because I was I felt like I was in jail in that situation I was in. I was in my own hell, my own prison, Mm -hmm. you know, and so to have that moment of just giving it up to God. And for me, for me, it was just giving it to God, like have this, take this, take this burden off of me because I can't do it. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it alone. And I'm getting chills now telling you, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was that that's what happened to me in that bathroom. And and it was amazing because I had a co-director that I've worked with before in a couple other projects. I mm-hmm. played in a, a role where I was a sister that um I was I was a bulimic and mm-hmm. it was a moment in there where there was this crying moment as well. And he's so good and so gentle with the performer. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't really like to call us actors at times because I feel like when you act sometimes you can lie as an actor. You can you can lie. Mm -hmm. But when you're performing, when you're giving something, I guess people say even storytellers. But it's like for me, it's a truth teller. Mm -hmm. Like I'm releasing truth. That's the only way I can even be in something. I think that's why I'm not in a lot of major Hollywood things, because a lot of it is fake to me. And that's why I love sci-fi though, okay? Because okay. it's a lot of truth in sci-fi for me. I totally feel that it's a you can put so much truth in sci-fi. I mean, even, you know, with the um sixth senses or, you know, telekinesis, I believe in all that stuff. Uh-huh. Like I know that that stuff is real. Okay. You know, it's truth in that. So, for me being in that bathroom and then having my co uh, my co-director can just tell my, you know, our DP just film all of this take all this in at all the angles just let her have her moment Mm -hmm. then when they finally stopped rolling I was still on the ground still in that moment and he just came over and was like you know he's talking he talks softly he's in that moment with you he's like are you okay do you need me to pull you out you know or it's like I was in a zone and they caught it you know and I had to take a moment afterward I went outside got some air you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah it was deep it was it's deep
0: all right. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to the wonderful Shima Jones. If you go to about.me slash Shima Jones, you can see a, a brief bio. And uh, the film that we're referencing is A Love Undefined. Uh, that's yeah. on Vimeo now, right?
1: Yes, it's on uh, it's on Vimeo. It's on YouTube. YouTube released it. Uh, Axe, the company Axe, the body spray, they released it via YouTube. And um, mm-hmm. it's a director's cut, actually, which is my version for... That's on Vimeo because they, you know, they had us cut it a little bit because they wanted to be a certain length and all that. So
0: what's your channels on YouTube and Vimeo?
1: Um, YouTube is just uh, YouTube dot com backslash just Shima, baby. Anything you can find me on uh, IG, Twitter at just Shima, baby. That's J-U-S-T-S-H-E-M-A-B-A-B-Y spelled the way you would say it. And Vimeo is um, our Vimeo backslash fictive films. That's mm-hmm. F I K T I V Films, because that's the the production, the production side of me.
0: <laughs> now we're gonna go into another, you understand, little murky yeah. waters. Okay. Um 2017, you know, a lot of uh truth is being yes. exposed. Long oh my goodness, long hidden truth. So uh for a young woman, young man who wants to, you know, who, who aspires to be a truth teller in your tradition, right? Yeah. An actor, an actress. I mean, uh, with all the, you know, stuff that's going on with these sexual harassments that's been hidden and now being revealed, all the kind of stuff. I mean, do you have any advice? Is there is this a cautionary tale for us? Mm-hmm. I mean, should people stay on YouTube? I mean, what's your what's your advice?
1: <laughs> um, stay true to yourself and who you are. Hmm. OK, because I've walked off uh, a couple sets before I walked out off of a set years ago. Again, I've been acting since I was 10. So mm-hmm. when this stuff started coming out, I was like, mm, it's been about time. Some of this what? stuff started hitting the water. So it's yes. been like
0: the elephant in the room for a minute.
1: Everybody knows about they call it the casting couch. Like they okay. know it's they have a term for it. How, how terrible is that? They have a wow. term for it because they know that it happens. And Mm -hmm. there is just on hush hush. But me, if somebody asks, I'm telling them, I tell it, I'm a Mm. truth teller, (laughs) you know. So my thing is to stay true to yourself. I had to walk off a couple sets before I've been told I'll never work in Hollywood again Mm -hmm. from walking off a set. It was a show that was actually filmed for HBO Mm -hmm. and I walked off the set. You know, um, I was put in a position where it was and I'll even say um, it it was me and I think a a white girl. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't really say Caucasian because I feel like it would be Caucasian American since I'm African, if I'm supposed to be African American, yeah, you know, it's, it's, so go ahead. Keep going. Okay, cool. So, uh, I'm brown skin, if you will. And she's lighter, you know, and they had to sit next to each other. And there's supposed to be a scene where some guy walks in. It was, all of it was set up while we're on, on, on set. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's not like told prior, there was no rehearsals. It was just come on set. we put you in clothes and come in this room.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, they had me way up at the top, and then they had a girl at the bottom. The director comes in, this guy, and he's like, you know what? Have her sit down here by her. So I come and sit by her, and they're like, yeah, that's right. It's like the chocolate and vanilla. There we go. There we go. And I'm sitting there like, what? Okay. He's like, okay, you know what? Put your foot on her on her leg. Yeah, put your foot on her leg. Yeah, because then that'll be all. I mean, it was going, wow. you know? And I was like, What? And even wow. for, at that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, um, I literally just stood up and I was like, this isn't anything I signed up for. And he was like, excuse me. I was like, I didn't I didn't sign up for this. Like I went to a, a audition and every none of this said that this is what was going to happen here. So I get up and um, he's like, you can't walk off on my set. I said, I guess I can. Like, I don't have to be here. I don't have to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. leaving. and It's a girl that actually came with me, uh, another um, uh, brown skinned girl. And I was like, you know, you can leave with me. She's like, she told me no. She was like, I can't. You know, I came out here for this. You know, I need to make it. I need to do the things I need to do. And I said, man, like, I just can't be here. I was like, I can't do it. I'm walking. I'm literally leaving out the door. And he's running behind me. And he's like, we'll never work in Hollywood. If you leave, you leave. You'll never have another chance. And I was like, I guess I don't need a chance in this. Uh It's not what I want a chance in. Mm. And then I left. So. I would um, for me it's it's yeah, staying true to who you are, stand true to yourself because at the end of the day, man, like you have to live with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have your own state of mind. Cause that's all you're gonna have at the end of the day. You know, yeah. you're only gonna have you and you are you are gonna have you. You're gonna make sure you're straight. So make sure you're straight. You know, like I had so to walk. Wait a
0: off. minute man. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So mm-hmm. you you walked off when ex-NFL players would walk off Is that was happening Goddamn, damn I mean, little mama
1: hey you know I oh, had to put okay. my foot down I had to put my foot down I had See, to, my, I had to stand for myself yeah
2: <laughs> wow five
1: four, five four and a half you know what I'm saying wow. I walked off that set and even I'm it's been managers inviting me to their houses
2: mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm.
1: and just in situations of I'm younger, probably like 19, and I was in fashion. I went to school for fashion design. And it's like, oh, you know, I can use your drawings here. And, you know, all these things that they try to build up in your head. And, oh, where do you get your nails done at? Because I can do that for you. I mean, all these different things that they feed to you. Mm -hmm. It's real. That stuff is real. Like, it's so many different angles and sides to this industry. But again, that's why I'm coming up with what I'm doing the fictive films and um, my creative hub and the resource center, because I know where my mind is. Okay. And I know individuals that I work with, I know where their minds are mm-hmm. and I know where hearts are. And I know where I can, in my sense, help others like kind of funnel through to a to where, you know, we're creatives and we want to do this. We just don't want that side of it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. especially with children coming up, kids, teenagers that want to yeah. do this type of stuff. It's like they and their parents need to feel safe by signing their kids up for these things, you right. know, and I know that. We can also shine. Not we, as in just the Black community. I'm saying the entire film community. I'm talking about this entire industry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We can open those lanes for people to be safe while they do this as well.
2: Yeah. Not
1: just stepping into like anything. You know. Again, I think that's why for me, I like doing mainstream stuff. You know. Of course, it's mainstream. But at the end of the day, I like indie because I know what's safe. I know yeah. what. You know, my limits are, I, I know that I can have a limit per se, you know, mm-hmm. when you get, you get to some of these auditions, I heard there's one audition I went to, it was for just like a denim commercial, like Levi's or something, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: And in the audition, the dude's like, so a couple questions real quick. All right. So would you, would you, uh would you kiss a guy in one of these scenes? And I was like, mm, no, you wouldn't kiss the guy? No. Okay. All right. Would well, you kiss a girl when he sings? I was like, double no. He's like, what? Even if it was like an additional two thousand dollars? I mean, he's asking me this at the audition. Wow. The guy behind the camera. And I was like, yeah, not even for an additional two thousand dollars. I'm not about to kiss a girl. I don't even. Kiss, I don't kiss women. Period. You know, I'm. Mm. I don't even. I don't go that way. Yeah. And he was like, I would. I kiss a guy or a girl. You know, this is what he's telling oh. me at the audition. Okay. Okay. You
0: know,
1: so uh,
0: mm. it, it, Damn. That's that's some. Uh, I'm not a religious person, but that's the den of. Of iniquity.
1: That's a trap. God
0: oh Solomon Gamora an apology. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was it God it, was, hey, it was real. All right, it was real all right. Let,
0: stuff me, stuff let me pivot, let me pivot. Let me pivot. Let me pivot. Because the reason why I don't want to talk about it more because the idea of the kids, you know, you mentioned kids earlier. I mean a lot of parents, you know, be pimping their, you know, their kids out in these situations. Uh, which is terrible, but yeah. this is this is what I want to say about this Hollywood piece. Hollywood, like versus the internet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, when I I, I used uh, a couple of years ago, you know, you've heard of awkward black girl, Ice Ray, yeah. the whole bit, mm-hmm. and then I was, you know, I looked at her, you know, showed everything it was okay. You know what I mean? It was well well written and everything. I didn't like all the characterizations and the choices mm-hmm. of the character, but you know, is a sister. Creating her own media. I'm down with that. Right, right. And so, you know, I remember they were fundraising for this season. And then they met their goal. And and I thought it was just going to keep growing from there. Yeah. And then next thing I know, what is it, HBO, right?
1: Yeah, she's on HBO.
0: I wish her every success. But in my humble opinion, that's pimping backwards. Hmm. Why would you give up control for behind something that you're building? Right. For for Bread. You can right. you can get the bread later.
1: Well, and actually, they were giving her you like you said they had their fundraising and stuff. They, they were getting the bread to, you know she you know she created her own network ba- basically on YouTube. It was Issa Rae Productions, mm-hmm. and they had this whole black and sexy TV. They had all I mean oh I remember some I've, of that I've stuff. worked with her too before actually on a set. Um, it was her and uh, some though she was writing. It was like an awkward black guy. It's basically her brother, and I played mm-hmm. as his girlfriend. Okay. This was a couple of years ago. And um, it didn't really get to take off. We only shot about two episodes. I was in a second episode because the HBO stuff started coming up. So, of course. Okay. But I think a lot of creatives sometimes when you see that extra dollar sign or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll say a year, a couple years from now, you know, she can flip it a certain way. Maybe, maybe okay. we're a- ahead of her. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I didn't watch when Aqua Black Girl came out as well. I remember Fran telling me about it. I didn't really watch. It. I think I seen one episode. Was, like you, like you said, it was like, oh okay. I see, you know, brown skin girl doing her thing. She creating. She's making space for people. And then again, like I said, it branched off to she was working with Pharrell with the his right. colors thing. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she went on to do like I said that whole that whole Ray Productions thing. She had this yeah. thing booming on YouTube, like you're saying, where mm-hmm. she had the fundraising and they got into where it was a monthly subscription. Like people were paying to wow. watch these episodes.
0: So, oh, so brutal. I don't know the business end, but that seems like the goal. Heck yeah! <laughs> y- you know what I mean? It's Simmons, like yes. I, there was yes. this one little show she produced. It was a dude and a girl, and they would talk about dating stories. And then at the end, they would teach you how to mix a new drink and cook some meal. You oh, know, yeah, it was the, very,
1: a cooking show. I'm yeah. telling you,
0: awesome hey, stuff. Like,
1: Yes. Amazing stuff. She had different, different uh, for any, for any appetite of TV or, or entertainment. Like mm-hmm. she had it, she had it going on. Like I'm saying in that whole black and sexy TV, man, it was, it was like for one couple year. years. I, I haven't looked it up. I, I didn't have to look it up is my point. Like right. it was in my face all the time. It was yeah. like, you know, So I knew to me that that, that says show. that there's
0: a market for that.
1: It is, Absolutely. and the thing
0: that's about that the Ray channel, it's like colors. I remember what you what you were saying, mm-hmm. but they didn't explain themselves to the white audience, right? In the stuff that I was watching, right? Kind of a thing, and when you don't do that, that that gives them often. T- so I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's a market for that. If she had a subscription thing going, mm-hmm. there's a market. So perhaps. You know, there's other people who can take advantage of that desire. You know, look at the Black Panther movie coming out in February. People right. are going bananas for that about this movie. That Absolutely. just means that there's a market for it. So, mm-hmm. you talked about sci fi. Tell me a little bit about your love for sci fi, some of your experience in the sci fi genre. Okay. Um, sci fi,
1: sci fi, sci fi. Um, man, uh, The Twilight Zone, <laughs> that is, I think, what's I can't say started me in that sci-fi zone, but um, the
0: writing in the sci-fi and in, in the uh, Twilight Zone was off the chain. The chain, All right? Off the chain.
1: Every off the story, chain. almost every every episode, I would say I watched. I mean, again, there's truth to it. That yeah. is my reasoning for loving sci-fi or having such a. I don't know. It's it's not a fetish or anything. It's just more of a, it's a, it's a complete love. It's a it's an understanding for it, I guess, because. Mm-hmm. Um. Like with how I write, though, um, with, like with a love Find*, the way I write certain things, there is a bit of mystery to it. You know, you don't really know what's unveiled. Like when she picked up the um, the the earring mm-hmm. and then that led to a memory of mm-hmm. her, you mm-hmm. know, like that. That's how I like to write. You don't know what's behind the corner. You know, okay. you don't know what's going to come up, even if you're reading something like because I used to love. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, I would uh, check out ghost stories. I would always read ghost stories. I was like, then I was obsessed with like ghosts. I don't know what it was, but I love to read about ghosts. And mm-hmm. um, I guess because I believed it, being spiritual, even as a kid, I just believed in the other side, you know. Um, so I've always been, always been fascinated about that stuff. And I guess that's where, to me, sci- sci-fi isn't just a science fiction. It's not just, you know, make-believe and imaginary things. Like, mm-hmm. for me, it's actually where truth lies in. So...
0: Now, see, I, I agree with you about the truth aspect of it, particularly with the the Twilight Zone, because he was making so many uh, like social statements. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, if, if my memory serves, one of his first episodes was uh, it was like this prisoner or soldier escaped and he was they was going to hang him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the show, they used like a, a person playing a Mexican guy. But mm-hmm. in Rod Serling's original, it was a black man, and he mm. was he wanted to make some kind of social commentary about. And every now and then, a black character would appear. A
1: pop up, yeah. You know what like I mean? My my all, whole both. thing
0: was it was always from the struggle piece, mm. kind of a thing. It always a mm-hmm. Like I've had my fill of slave movies. I don't give a damn how much you remix it. It could be twelve years. It could be five years. A summer. I don't want to see. No more slave movies. Now right. that's that's stuff to say me being outside looking in. If that's all the opportunity they present you. Right, right. But again, I, I go back to the internet. It's like I feel like we're banging on the door, right? And they got mm-hmm. bottled water in there. Bang, bang, bang. Let us in, we want to buy a bottle of water. Fuck you, man, go away. Ah, let us in diversity. And you behind you, it's a freshwater stream. Just roll your I don't want to cuss this lady no, I'm in the listening. room. listening I hear you. Yeah, Roll your I hear. sleeves up and get and get the work, baby. Create your own. Sh- get right, create see, it. This takes
1: me back to your thought of Issa because to me now with her, you know, being on the HBO and everything, and you now they're having sex. You know, they're doing all. Wow. They're exposing themselves. They're doing all the things that wasn't really going on in these other shows. And then also with the money now being pushed to HBO, like I'm telling you, I don't see the black and sexy popping up everywhere i don't see the right. subscriptions like it's, it's in a sense like the money was taken from there now pushed over
2: right. to
1: hbo yeah. so like you said it, it could have just all been pocketing yeah back into here you yep. know but now at that point it's that and then like i'm saying then it's all this all the raunchy everything that's going on that mm-hmm. they want on hbo is what's yeah. popping on there you know what i'm saying and and she was doing the work. She was. She was doing the work. She was putting in her. She was putting in the work, in the, if yeah. you will, you know, and then it seems like they came and saw that and swooped it up. You know, whatever dollar amount it was, even though they give her a, a certain amount of creative uh, freedom, if you will, because I've seen her on the Sony lots before um, where they, they were in their writer's room and writing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's able to hire certain people on her team and everything. But it's and it's back to this this slavery thing as well. I've had my feel. I mean, the one thing I did get pissed off about was, um, the birth of a nation. I okay. was mad that they brushed that under the rug because I felt that it was a film. It was one of the only films like they just did underground. They just turned on. have if you seen underground on a no. WGN TV or something,
2: mm-hmm. but,
1: um, it's another, it was a show as well where they had two seasons and, like birth of a nation it shows the uprising of the of the black people of the slaves if you it shows them getting overcoming all of that stuff and with the birth of a nation they just scrubbed it to you know they all they brought a all of nate parker's personal life into it you know and made everybody not want to see it and Mm -hmm. turned it all even though they bought it they bought it first from him at sundance you see what i'm saying and then Mm -hmm. when it came to be released then it was he's this terrible person don't go see this movie right
0: I think and, it's the but, same thing they're doing with Get Out where now they're trying to classify it as a comedy or some bullshit like that.
1: It's, yeah, comedy sabotage. slash musical. Trying yeah. to sabotage what it really is and that's mm-hmm. the truth behind Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, when I finally, I actually went to the theaters and saw it and it was an amazing piece. But Mind you, I was. it was a controversy when I heard about Nate Parker because I am a woman right. and I heard about all the whole situation with rape and all this and right. it was like, it, it is usually hard for me to separate a person's personal life from mm-hmm. their creative side but, Something else pulled me to see that piece. And when it showed the uprising of our people, that's what it was like. Oh, man, like everybody really actually needs to see this movie.
2: Wow. You know? And
1: then I feel that was the same with Underground. Underground was a show where they started showing the uprising of black. It wasn't just the regular all slave movies where we're just your slave and you killed us and you hung us and, you know, the whole lynching and. Yeah. Over and over seeing us dying and, you know, family separated. We know all this stuff. I yeah. know it. I don't want to see it anymore. Right. But I was very, very pleased by seeing, you know, that we can step forward. And that's mm-hmm. what I liked about both those shows. And they, they again, they brushed Birth of a Nation under the rug. They cut off under, uh, Underground. They just took it off TV. Like, it just, they could mm-hmm. they didn't uh, uh, renew them for a third season. And mm-hmm. then, like, again, with Issa Ray now... With that show, it's just like sex. I mean, like every other episode, every episode has sex in it. Mm-hmm. And I know people how they, they think, but to me, it's like, let's tell a story. If we're going right. to tell a story and not just only saturate it with something to appease a certain viewer or appease, honestly, maybe one of the the big heads, you know, mm-hmm. that's over the money. So, yeah, yeah I'm having my opinions. <laughs> OK, you
0: definitely got your opinion. Wow, wow, wow. Um, you mentioned a couple of times about this collective, about this uh, this Resource. idea that you have about uh, pooling resources together. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I guess without giving too much, it's uh, I have this this I don't know this idea of, of helping the community. And again, <clears throat> as I was speaking to you prior, hey, to your this,
0: community um, is where? What city? What state?
1: We're in Los Angeles, California. Okay. Um, so technically. <clears throat> We're on the West Coast, and uh, I'm in the almost the heart of it. I'm in the center of LA. People say, "Well, what part of LA are you in? West LA? You're in East LA?" I'm like, "No, I'm right in the middle. I'm actually right in the middle. I'm not North Hollywood. I'm not South. Wow. I'm not South Central. I'm mm-hmm. literally right in the middle, and there's no name for it. It really is just LA. You know, wow. anywhere okay. you go outside of me is West LA. It's the area called West LA. It's the area called East LA. It's an area called South Central, and then it's like North Hollywood. I'm like right in the middle of that. It's downtown LA. I'm like." I'm in the center radius of all of that. So okay. that's where I personally stay. And that's near the Crenshaw District. That's Baldwin Hills, LaMurke Park. Okay, So, um, anywho, um, it, but it won't just be at a center. Although I, the idea, the vision that I have is an online presence and also a physical center
2: mm-hmm.
1: where people can come to and it'll be like a hub in a sense of, like you were saying, you know, get expert advice. You know, I actually have a, a group therapy uh, session wow. sessions actually created for that because i feel as creatives we don't really have certain outlets you know what i mean we and or just being around other creatives and talking about certain things not just with your family and they're like so have i seen your new commercial you know like oh have i seen and who uh, can i can i find it anywhere can i turn the tv and watch you sometimes no sometimes you can't sometimes it's just amazing indie film work that you you can't mm-hmm. see unless you go to the film festival you know right. um so those different things for the the, the group therapy sessions, uh, also like a, a rent a rental house, you know. Inside there's all these different things that like you said, the one stop shop. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different things that I want to include in that, which I've already have drafted out and written out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's is it's it's coming. Who together. would be
0: your target audience? Who would be your demographic?
1: Um, our demographic is pretty much. When I thought about teenage, because again, you know, helping the children and whatnot, I mm-hmm. think that would be a good place for them to come get started. So I would, I would see it as uh, teens, even though even children, their parents can come and get information mm-hmm. for where it would be. You know, maybe I don't know uh, safe agents or different headshot uh, photographers and stuff like that to get an idea. But teenage, to honestly, I'm 32, probably what about 40? It's the it's the entire community. It's just. Cause I always tell people when they're like, oh, I'm too old to do this. I'm like, what film has everybody in it. it is mm-hmm. all ages. Cause you have to tell the truth. It's real life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's even all nationalities, you know,
2: mm-hmm. there was
1: one show called a uh, AD, the Bible that was on and it's nothing really about it being, you know, what it was about. It was mainly the cast. I love that. It was so diverse with the cast. Like mm-hmm. nobody was just one, you know, it mm-hmm. was just the full spectrum of everybody. So that's the, the idea of, um, Our demographic is is pretty it's pretty broad. It's very broad because I feel like a lot of people are slipping through the cracks and not getting enough help that they need to actually have a strong career in this, you know, and and just guide them in the right direction.
0: So with this, with this, uh, uh, what did you call it? Uh, The the creative hub. The creative what?
1: A creative hub, a resource. Okay, boom.
0: So you're, you're with your creative hub, right? Let's say you know what I mean? In some mystical kind of a way. There's another 10 year old Shima floating mm-hmm. around in the, in the uh, you know Los Angeles area. And she comes across this website, you know, once you create it, you know, Oh, mm-hmm. wow, oh wow, mommy, mommy, can we go Saturday to the workshop they're having, you know, right. da, da, da. I mean, like what would that, what would that experience be like on a perfect day?
1: On a perfect day, I would say you would log on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, carc.com. That's what you <laughs> log on to. Okay. Because <laughs> um, it's called Creators Anani- Anonymously. That's the name, Creators Anonymously Resource Center. Mm-hmm. So they would come and um, they would log in, and it would also be. I see it as it's an area for crew and an area for talent. Okay. So other outside entities, if you will, can come to there and actually hire certain people already. Okay. But say it's a ten year old. They'll go to the website and they're like, "Oh, mommy, there's this going on or this going on. I want to contact them. There'll always be a phone number. There'll be an email address to reach us, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would see them coming in and co- and seeing all the boards where it's you know job. We have job postings. You know, mm-hmm. there's places where you can actually go. Right now, it's whatever's happening. You can submit here. La la la. You know, because I'm actually really good at um casting and uh because i always submit myself anything i've done so far i mm-hmm. submitted myself I, I don't have an agent i haven't had an agent since i was 10
2: Wow. so okay.
1: any work that i've done has been through the grace of god you know mm-hmm. um all the work that i put in and so i feel like a 10 year old that's how i found when i got signed at 10 i actually my mom motto mama wants a motto and act and she gave me the yellow pages and she said find yourself wow. an agent okay and i opened it and that's how we started going on auditions and stuff. So wow. it's, very, it's very positive for another 10-year-old named Shima
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> to go on th- that website, which would be even easier for them because that's the area we're in, mm-hmm. and be able to see this address and see this place that they can come into and just be inspired. Okay. You know, meet other creatives in there. You would, She'll go in, she'll probably see a room where somebody's editing a film. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see another room where it's a sound booth and somebody's recording for mm-hmm. a film or, mm-hmm. you know, their musical project, if you will. Or she'll go to another room and she'll see a theater where you mm-hmm. can actually have um, a showing of your mm-hmm. film or see it before you send it somewhere. You know, it's just all these different things. It'll, lit- it'll literally be... Um, that the physical place will be a creative hub, you know, where you can come in and even rent equipment. You'll see the certain classrooms where, again, the workshops will pop off, you know, And we'll have certain people like how you have people on your show. Mm-hmm. We'll have certain people that come in. That's an expert in whatever. I know people that are in accounting for, you mm-hmm. know, certain networks and they can come in and teach you how to do um your prepare your income tax pre- prepare your taxes rather so let's for, let's uh, let's keep creators. flowing with
0: this so so yeah would you do a crowdfunding are you accepting donations for equipment i mean like how like where are we in the stage of of, of planning with this
1: in the state so in the stage right now it's is i'm still developing it it's in pre i have the you know you see the vision yeah, you yeah see what definitely I'm mm-hmm. um and i'm looking at the routes of either um a, a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. so that we can get grants from, you know, the state. Mm. Uh, I think that would be the route because uh, crowdfunding. It, it actually worked for a love undefined It worked well for a love undefined So I like it for what is oh, worth. Oh, so you but have
0: I, experience with crowdfunding?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. we we reached our goal. Our goal was to three thousand, and we, we hit three thousand. Excellent. So Excellent. Okay. for a love undefined yeah, and it was because I'm all about the perks. I like giving the things out. You know, mm-hmm. I like. If you, if it's, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm a person that give, give, give. You. So crowdfunding
0: know. for this resource center, you're thinking no?
1: Yeah. I don't know how, you know, except like you said, I think the, I think what, I think Seed Spark has one where it's like you can, people can donate actually like, um, I guess cameras and equipment and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So I interviewed maybe, a young
0: like, lady um, that I found through uh, Seed and Spark. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Yeah, and she oh. was shooting. She's a, a professor and a director, and she was actually planning to shoot this film called Black Kung Fu Chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh name, wow! Her name is uh, Sweet Emily. What's her name? Cutie Pie. Uh, Ray Ray Shaw. Okay. And Ray she Shaw. was going to film it in eight, super eight.
1: eight
0: okay, super eight. I was like, damn. So yeah, so that's old school. So anyway, she was accepting donations. So. I mean, I got a little, you understand? Let me. I mean, I got a little bit. of, You know, what I mean, I, I give y'all a little. You know, what I'm saying. I got laying around. You know, okay, I, yeah, around, yeah. You know what I mean, I got a couple microphones. I'm down for the cause. Yeah, yeah, so what? Uh, yeah. So for the sound yeah, booth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see this thing kind of lay out in stages. I mean, you. I, I think you would be awesome at maybe lecturing or putting together a series of lectures. You know, on some yeah. kind of website or whatever, just to kind of because you got me hype, and I'm just yeah. imagining. You know, you doing that and, you know, and, and putting it up there for people to come back to infer to. And then, you know, maybe a, an audience may be built up and then, you know, you can come with the donations or whatever. I can see that. That's beautiful.
1: I, I I I'm writing that down because uh I, I I'm being told that a lot you know and it it probably you saw the if you if I can find the link for the Indiegogo that's what I use for my crowdfunding okay and of course it was the video I had to have a video for it to mm-hmm. you know tell you what I'm doing and right and then when I tell you that what that went crazy I I had to shoot that on the iPad I shot it on an iPad and then the, wow. you know I started in the early in the day. I'm setting up everything and light going down and I'm having an issue cause I'm like, Oh my God, I'm gonna lose my light. You know, it was like everything that could possibly go wrong that day did too. And then my computer was down at the same time. So wow. I had to edit it. That video that's on Indiegogo, I mm-hmm. edited it on a <laughs> an iPad.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: You know, put the words and everything in there. It was crazy. No mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, you know, keyboard, wow. not even keyboard, screen, just a screen. So, um, yeah, that's that's a pretty great idea. I think um, I just see it all coming together. Again, I'm five months pregnant, everybody. So you know, it's wow, like babies okay. coming.
0: And uh, congratulations, absolutely. you're gonna be you. uh, married soon and all that good yes, stuff and yes. building a beautiful little family over there on the absolutely. on the left coast. Yeah, you right. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, all those things are coming and still I have, you know, I do have a couple connections still in the mainstream for the feature film because that's technically what that was. That was gearing for a Sundance, okay. the feature. So, um... Still not even sure. I wasn't sure about the crowdfunding for a love find It's people were telling me, I was like, no nah, I just want to do it myself. I just want to do it, I just wanna do it. Because I don't like taking money from people. You know, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to just ask people for money. I have this thing with like being a burden on people. Sure, sure. But um when I went ahead and let that fear go, if you mm-hmm. will, or stepped into it, you know, mm-hmm. whichever people choose to see it as, um, embraced it, I guess. There it is. I just embraced what I was feeling and just did it. Everybody supported. They definitely supported what, what, you know, we were going for and uh, the vision. And so um, that's what is going to happen with, uh, we're speaking into existence. That's what's going to happen with uh, this feature. And that's what's going to happen with uh, creators Anonymously. Because I already started the, the um, IG page for that, already putting the business name and, you know, LLC, all of that together. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just, it's baby steps. Again, like we started Mm -hmm. with, it's having that patience. And for me, it's life happening to me Mm -hmm. to allow, to pull me out of my, um, not even a rut, but sometimes like, or make you uncomfortable when you're uncomfortable, then you're going to find your way out. You know, that's like Mm all crabs in a barrel. You're uncomfortable. You got to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. that's what I like being in. And when I'm in a space that I'm uncomfortable, then it makes me work even harder because not even with the baby, it's like, it's just so much happening in my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: that it's like, okay, it's go time. You know, once the baby gets here, watch, you gonna, I'm going to have a baby on a hip and I'm gonna be over here typing, you know, all at the uh-huh. same time, you know, uh-huh. because it's like now you're doing it. Not even just for you. Yeah. You know, you got little ones that's looking up to you. Mm-hmm. So, Beautiful. Yeah, but I wanted to answer the question about the brain real quick. I remember okay. the brain and, uh, I was asked this before in a magazine interview mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shift. It's just whatever piece you're working on at that time, that brain shifts into gear. When I was writing, I was just a writer at that moment. But as I write, I write from the viewpoint of the audience. So when I'm writing, I'm seeing it clearly. When I write, I write by angles, the camera angles. I write how it's going to be shot, you mm-hmm. know, cause how you want to see it, not just the story. I write it all out, everything. Mm-hmm. And then... um, when it was time to be a cast a casting director it was full that whole moment was being it's just being in the moment i was that casting director mm-hmm. you know i found the location we were going to host the auditions at i sent i did when i say work for every single piece of everything mm-hmm. i did the work you know i made sure i reached out to the people everybody that I wanted to come out i i contacted them you know mm-hmm. through all the different casting sites that we even have in la I used la casting I used uh Hollywood casting and film I used uh actors access all the different ones I was on there signing myself up making sure wow. that when setting up their schedules you know um a whole day we did a whole day of casting for that then when it came down to um and mind you this whole time technically you're a producer you see just different wow. hats producer
2: uh-huh, then uh-huh. they
1: came down to co-directing or directing the scenes i wasn't in that's the, all the scenes i directed then the scenes that i'm in it was like i had my co-director there but he as he told me you wrote it all out sheen you still are the director on yeah. all of our um slates they had my name on it i didn't even know i came in and there my name's on the slate i'm like why is my name on the slate they're like sheen uh-huh. because you're the director but i love to share the credit when we're all working together it's yeah. all of us not just me I wear all the hats on set. I was still also a PA while also being the director,
0: you know. Oh,
1: and that's another thing I'm working on, something for the PAs, because I really feel there needs to be. Define
0: PAs for the folk not in the industry.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Production assistants. A PA is a production assistant. And they're kind of, right now in the world, they're at the bottom of the chain. If you're Mm -hmm. a PA, you get on set and you're the last to eat and you're the first to get done. Like when you eat, you have to eat. And then you have to be the first one helping everybody already. It's just okay. unfair. You mm-hmm. know, most of the time the pay is low, the hours are long. But
0: mm-hmm. literally,
1: like pay is low. You can get paid as low as less than $100 for a 12 hour day, is okay. what I'm saying as a VA. Yeah, if you're right. not careful. Mm-hmm. So I really feel that some changes need to be done with that. So I'm actually working on something with that as well.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. You're much more than an actress, uh, Miss Jones, much more Thank than an actress. It seems like you're a visionary you know yes. you're a visionary and the cool thing about your brand of visionaryism is mm-hmm. that like, you have the tools to kind of put all the pieces together yeah you know a, a, a voice on a mountaintop is cool but if you don't know nobody you, you, don't know, nobody, I
2: mean, don't you know
1: nothing you're doing like if you don't yeah. even if you ain't lived it like i've lived yeah. this life like i've been mm-hmm. a pa i've been in front of the camera and behind the camera i've been in the editing room i've been you know it's I've been blessed, dude, like to be in all these different positions. And I know mm-hmm. it's all going to tie together for a way bigger purpose. Like I was saying, a bigger mm-hmm. purpose than me. Yeah. That's why this creative hub is so important to me because it's mm-hmm. bigger than me. That's yeah. the only way I think I can finish this life sentence out yeah. <laughs> wow. is understanding that it's something way bigger than me, you know. Okay. And that's, that's spiritual to some people. That's religious to some people. But to me, that's just the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. The shit's bigger than me in yeah. real life. You yeah. know, so
2: yeah,
1: I'm very, very, very humbled. That's all. That's another thing. I'm so humbled. Like you said, did you did you feel like now you know you got it going on, and it was like heck no, nah, now I got more work to do. Yeah. Every time I make a step, or you know, I get an accomplishment, or you know, whatever, a kudos or an award, it's like now you got to work even harder. Yeah. You got to outbeat who you just were. I. Mm-hmm. When it was the next step and, you know, I'm talking to Mark Duplass and he's telling me about um, the feature film after the short, because mm-hmm. I don't know if, you, if I told you, but the short was selected by John Legend. It was handpicked by John Legend and Mark Duplass, the love and Find, wow. And they took me to Toronto. So they okay. flew us out there. They flew me out there, put me in a room and all that. I mean, amazing. Red carpet, everything drove mm-hmm. us around, paid for it, everything per wow. diem. And they uh, had a major event for us called Vanguard Honors. So it was a whole event where they honored us in our films.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, from there, Mark was like, you know, we had a Skype interview and talk like this. And he Mm -hmm. was like, so would you do a feature next or would you, you know, keep doing shorts? And I was like, I'll do the feature. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the point came to where after all that settled, you know, all the glam and glitz and fun and all that, then it was like can I do this? I got to do a feature now. I only shot one short uh-huh. and now they, that was time for a feature. That's the next yeah. big step. Most people, they tell you, even I have, I've heard interviews with Mark Duplass and he tell people, shoot as many shorts as you, sh- you can shoot as many, as much work, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. And I'm mm-hmm. like, again, like I told you at first, I can only do it if there's a purpose or an intent anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the next step again is the feature. And I've been, it's been a year now that still I've been, you know, in in, in my quicksand about this feature, but it's something I've been writing over five years. Okay. So it's not just a, a wake up and this is what we're going to do. I mean, it's like redrafts and stuff and it's, it's mm-hmm. co-written. So with a guy that's in uh where's uh, Chris in Kentucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Another, yeah.
0: another metaphysical question for you before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, in the spirit world, is there 10 year old little Shima? You think she'll be proud of the progress you've made so far?
1: Yes. That little princess is happy that I am becoming the queen that she knows we were supposed to already be. It took some time, but she's, she's very excited that, um, that her truth is coming out.
0: So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Shima (laughs) Jones, uh, can you tell us where to find you on the interwebs and how we can support uh, your films and your projects?
1: Yeah, just uh just Shima Baby on anything. I G, Twitter, my Gmail is just Shima Baby at Gmail com. Again, that's J U S T S H E M A B A B Y. You can Google it. You can even Google Shima Jones and all of me is gonna pop up. You'll see headshots, you'll see films, you'll see articles uh on me. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just Shima Baby. <laughs> if
0: they want to reach out to you for some consulting uh mm-hmm. advice on scripts Absolutely. filming casting are you available for that
1: i'm available for that and prayer if you you know need anything i'm a spiritual person you know you need a little bit of guidance i'll pray for you um and then also like he's saying just straight film or any questions and can, or even comments you know you can reach me at just at gmail.com that is the go-to or you can hit me up on twitter hit me up on instagram i'm there you know just uh just look me up i'll be there
0: Miss Jones, it's been an honor to have you on the program.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. <laughs> you are amazing. I love your soul, Jonathan
0: Soul. <laughs> Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product, so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry for more episodes go to jonathansold.com j-o-h-n-a-t-h-a-n-s-l-u-l dot com and of course i'm on social media i'm on uh it's Jonathan Soul at twitter instagram uh tumblr uh subscribe on itunes subscribe on our uh, soundcloud and i'm, I'm over at a uh, black spot as well that terrific facebook competitor listen family I love you guys and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time.